0: The Pulse of Customer Service, a profile of insurance industry customer service personnel, has just been published by the National Alliance Research Academy. Titled the CSR Profile since 1995, this fifth edition of the CSR Profile is based on 2017 survey data from over 1,000 CSRs, or account managers, from across the country. It provides performance measures and benchmarking averages so you can keep in touch with what is on the minds of your service personnel, who are often called the heart of your agency. You can also see how well your agency is doing compared to others. Commercial lines and personal lines service personnel data are correlated and key trends are discussed. In this edition of the Resources Podcast, we speak with Nikki Keck, CIC, CISR. Nikki began her career in 2002 with A.W. Welt Ambrusco Insurance in Iowa City, Iowa, where she worked as an Assistant CSR, then an Account Executive, and then as an Assistant Manager in the Commercial Lines Department. In 2013, she was awarded the Outstanding CSR of the Year Award by the National Alliance. Then in 2017, she began consulting on agency operations issues with agencies across the country. Currently, she serves on the CISR Board of Governors as Secretary. It's a pleasure to have you here, Nikki. I appreciate uh, being invited to do this, and I'm looking forward to finding out what we can can figure out together here. One of the surveys in the Pulse of Customer Service shows that, quite frequently, account manager is cited as a job title. And that's typically about 41% that we saw in commercial lines and 29% in personal lines. They say account manager as opposed to the traditional title of customer service rep. Have you seen this shift in CSR job titles? And if so, what do you think that means?
1: So actually, we went through a transition when I was at AWL San Briscoe, changing the titles probably, I would say maybe five or six years ago from the CSR to the account manager and also account executive um, was another title that we added in there. Uh, One of the reasons that we thought about it was we were trying to find a way to actually provide stepping stones within the agency for promotion versus just having a very flat system, for lack of a better explanation, I would say the, the the credibility or the the way that the client views the person on the other end of the phone, you know, a customer service or CSR, customer service representative or customer service agent versus, you know, an account manager, just, you know, I don't know that it makes a huge deal, but sometimes just that, that presentation and um, uh, authority that can come with a, with a title change, something like that, can make a difference uh, and give more, leave more confidence to um, the person you're talking to.
0: Does the transition signify changes in responsibilities within the agency? Oh, sure. Definitely. I think that since I started in the industry back in 2000, over time, the amount of um, actual
1: underwriting that you need to do in the position yourself now versus uh, relying on the carriers to do that sort of work, um, the types of questions that you're answering, the amount of client contact and the responsibility for handling uh, issues that come up inside of the office has definitely shifted quite a bit more to the account manager because the, you know, the sales force is out trying to get business and and, uh, bringing revenue for the agency. It just becomes very, very challenging to be able to service your customer in a way that they deserve to be serviced if you don't have that uh, ability to, answer their questions. And so yeah, you're just constantly in the state of having to learn more, do more, handle more. Um, and so definitely, I think that the role has changed quite a bit.
0: As we're looking back at that survey data, we show that most commercial lines account managers, actually about 95%, and then about 94% of personalized account managers, CSRs, are women. We know that historically, producer positions have been tended to skew more towards men in this industry, are we behind in terms of gender balance? You know, it definitely, you know, has been that way for many years. Mm and Just about every agency I've
1: seen has that very similar uh, ratio. I think that maybe traditionally with uh, the roles that men and women had many, many years ago, maybe the sales position was much more, uh, attainable for a man due to flexibility and that sort of thing versus, you know, the traditional role of the woman, but really what it comes down to in the position, and I think where our industry is behind, but would definitely benefit from balancing out, is it really just comes down to more your skill set, things that you have strengths with, you know, um, for example, you know, being able to ask questions, you know, having follow through, being detail oriented, being able to handle, um, you know, discussions with your clients and with your uh, co-workers and with your carriers, uh, being able to negotiate, build relationships, it really, really comes down to your skill set more so than, you know, what you, maybe your inherent traits are as a, a man or a woman. And I think that if our industry can get to the point where they recognize how much, um, there is available for any type of personality any type of person in it i think that those roles are going to start to change it's going to catch up i hope eventually but you know right now we're still trying to get the word out on what really is involved in in the insurance industry
0: nikki in my position with the national alliance over the last couple of years i've actually had a chance to talk to a number of people and when i asked them how they came into the industry i typically get one of two answers one they fell into it or two they had family who brought them into the business When we started looking at different pieces in the pulse of customer service, this was one of those areas. And we found that about 64% of the account manager CSRs say they came into the insurance and risk management industry by chance, while 52% said that they found their jobs through word of mouth or referral. Does this industry need to be more active in recruiting, especially since we're looking at about 400,000 people retiring in the next five to 10 years?
1: You know, I, I can't really answer why we haven't been more aggressive in recruiting, but I definitely think that there's probably a misunderstanding uh, of the scope of our industry, of the different types of positions, the number of positions available, the different things that can be done um, anywhere from obviously the, the service position to sales, but also you're talking um, mathematicians with the, you know, Analysis, of claims, and people who handle losses and, and things like that. I mean, there's just so much that goes on in our industry, and I don't really think that the general public knows uh, even a you know a small percentage of what the possibilities are. And of course, then you know, if the general public doesn't know, well, well it's the kids growing up looking for jobs and thinking about what they want to do. Uh, we're just not very visible and Mm -hmm. i think that trying to find a way to make us more visible even i don't know i I was thinking about it um uh, as an industry just kind of coming together and trying to to get the word out maybe through advertising saying hey this is something you can look forward to maybe working with community colleges Uh, i know that there are some university programs across the country but you don't even need that high level of uh of education to be able to get into this industry and be very, very successful. You just have to become more present. I definitely think that it's becoming more and more challenging to find people who've been in the industry and uh, can bring that knowledge with them. It makes sense. We've got people retiring, uh, I think more so retiring than they are necessarily leaving the industry and so it, it's definitely a challenge so you have to do a couple of things i mean for one obviously you need to be able to uh, meet or exceed the compensation that any of these experienced people uh are already receiving if you're going to be able to do that always going to be one of the hardest things i think to do mm-hmm. Also, you need to um you know when you're looking for new people in the industry because that's, i would say that's the predominant amount that apply for jobs now, are people who haven't really uh, done anything in the, in the business before but are looking to get into it, um, making sure that you can develop a training program that's really going to set them up for success and also then puts you in a position where you're not uh, having to train and retrain and retrain new people as they keep coming in, being able to retain
0: them. So in addition to recruiting, we've got to be a little more proactive in some areas. One of those areas that we surveyed in the Pulse of Customer Service We asked participants in what areas they want to actually improve their business and servicing skills. For commercial lines, about 31% said that they want to learn how to be more adept at effective questioning, which I found quite interesting. In personal lines, they actually said they need help in dealing with stress. Why is the importance of these interpersonal skills often overlooked by agency owners and management?
1: You know, I don't know that it's necessarily that they're ignoring them. But when you get into an agency and you begin the training process, it's usually because someone has left a position, either you know, moved on or, or whatever it might be. And so there's a, there's, a, there's a hole there that they're trying to fill, and they're trying to focus on from a training perspective, what are the things we need to do to be able to, to get this person ready, to be able to speak with our customers, to get into a better position, be able to get our clients' needs serviced again. you know? And And so it it always comes down to, I think, just time and being able to just thoughtfully consider what really needs to be done. And and it can be challenging. I don't know that there are a lot of, probably depending on the size of agency, it depends on if there's a formal training. Program in place, but just not really knowing what areas to focus on with each individual person. Some people come in with certain skill sets that are just their natural. They know how to ask good questions and know how to move forward. But um, I think the bottom line is you have to be taught how to use the data, the, the computer system that you're on, and you need to be able to understand the basic coverages so that you can uh, look at policies and answer questions. So I think soft skills, what I would say is something that definitely starts out that could definitely be focused on more for sure. And as far as, I don't know if you wanted me to go into the stress management piece, but I think all those things kind of go hand in hand when you're, when you're servicing accounts, when you're working with clients and trying to do your best to make sure they have everything that they need. Uh, it's going to be stressful to be pulled in a lot of different directions and being able to manage that is really important.
0: So Nikki, I don't know if you know, but my background is actually as a personal lines, high net worth account manager. And when we started going through the Pulse of Customer Service, I was quite surprised when I started looking at some of the sales responsibilities. When we surveyed people, about 50% in commercial lines said that they have sales responsibilities, which was no surprise, but that included writing new sales. And about 89% of our personalized account managers, CSRs, said so that they handle sales, which I'm familiar with. It included both new and renewal business, account rounding and cross-selling, which was all pretty much done on a daily basis. You may have a different answer, but generally, is there additional compensation for these extra duties? You know, I think it's a challenge. Again, everything comes down to
1: how much time you have, and uh, it just seems like with the way technology works now and just kind of society expectations to be able to get your questions answered quickly, get your, your your coverage bound, get things done fast. Um, Everybody is kind of having to do multiple things, different roles. And, and, uh, there's a lot of pressure on the uh, account managers to be able to round out accounts, to be able to write new business and things like that. People who come into the office and handle all of that. And I think that there's definitely a, a disconnect between, uh, you know, how the sales force is handled with regard to compensation and how the uh, account managers are handled both from this new business and and account rounding and things like that, but also from retention and just recognizing how important it is that they can do those things. Um, I think that over time, hopefully there will be a uh, more of a equity, you know, with uh, the salesforce and the service force to be able to, I think, really help them feel more invested in what they're doing. I think that would play a really big part if they could, if they could have a, I don't know, for lack of a better word, piece of pie. <laughs> but one thing I wanted to point out that's separate from the compensation piece, but also ties into your earlier question or, or your earlier uh, point about um, uh, training, is that these people uh who are doing these these roles these sales roles there's really not a lot of training offered for that either so they're 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 being asked to round accounts and work with some new business clients without really um maybe having the mentoring relationships that that uh, maybe a producer might have to be able to learn how to do it uh, effective questioning is huge when you're writing a new business account so I think that um, I think that if we could work on uh, filling those skills that those skill sets out a little bit more that would be uh, really beneficial for the agency and I, you know I can't speak as an agency owner because I have never been in that role so I'm sure that it's challenging to figure out you know how you're going to handle that sort of thing but um, you know I know that personalized, especially in my agency, but I, I'm assuming it's probably pretty prevalent, you know, they work very autonomous, autonomously. They uh, they start with, the, they write the account, they service the account, very, very little producer interaction. And it, you know, it just doesn't make a lot of sense that they wouldn't not just get initial commission, but also for retaining that account, be able to, uh, you know, see some benefit from that.
0: Uh, they put in a lot of time and a lot of effort and, and handle, have a lot of responsibility. As an industry, we all know that we're facing a huge talent gap. And when we started talking with people, some of these results that were coming back in the surveys were that in commercial lines, only 49% of the account managers and CSRs saw strong advancement potential in their agencies. When we polled another group of personal line service personnel, they only said 39% of the time that they saw strong advancement potential. And interestingly, 26% of those personal account managers, CSRs, thought that there was better advancement potential actually outside of the industry. What do you think about these findings? You know, I was actually
1: really surprised by that because it, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me, which tells me that I think that there's some kind of a breakdown uh, within the agencies or industry in, in showing uh, the staff who work in personal lines that the potential there is to advance you know, for me, I would have thought. Now, I came in starting in commercial lines, but I would have thought that the natural progression, uh, when you come in and start working in personal lines, would be that you could eventually, um, if you were interested in, in uh, the larger accounts or, or more complicated accounts, you could you could progress into a commercialized position and, and acquire new skills. Uh, it, it just really surprised me that that wouldn't be a natural trajectory. And so I'm not sure if it comes down to just thinking that the the roles are very different, but again, it, they all come down to being detail oriented and asking good questions and being able to handle uh, conversations and answer questions for your clients, um, It just the, the the type of accounts are different and I think that that's very obviously very learnable if you want to do that. And so I, I'm not sure what the breakdown is, but I definitely think that we should be focusing more on our internal staff and giving them uh, the tools that they need to be able to advance and, um, and move forward in the agency and, and potentially in other areas of the industry.
0: In this edition of the Pulse of Customer Service, there's actually quite an interesting supplement included. The outstanding CSR of the Year award essays from last year, 2017, focused on the five factors that should be considered before taking a new job in an out-of-town agency. The Academy actually analyzed the content of those essays and the writers represent a younger demographic. Some of the factors that they included were personal values, agency culture, and agency benefits like flex time and working remotely, as well as community involvement, emerged all as very important to them. Will you share your thoughts about this? I think that the days
1: where people would go to their job and and just do their job and leave and, and, and not invest themselves or put themselves into what they're doing, you know are, are pretty much over i think that everything that we do now we spend so much time at our job that we want to make sure that we're fulfilled that we're doing something that matters to us even if it's um you know working at a desk you're still working with people solving problems helping them you're, you're part of a larger community you're helping those people in that community i think that it, it just it's all connected and being able to find a way to pull uh pull that personal value um, into the agency yeah Support each other and, um, and and really make it possible to do things that you do feel are fulfilling to what matter to you. Um, and also, obviously, being able to make sure I think under personal values with regard to the industry. I don't think a lot of people recognize how how highly um, the people who work in the industry industry value like honesty, integrity, trust. I mean, it's a relationship business. It's so important, and uh, being able to to. Let people know outside of our industry how important that is to us to potentially draw in more qualified individuals, better people to work with us. I think that's the number one take home point after looking at all the different results with regard to um, what people value while well, what they cha- what the challenges are in their job, what they um, want more help with that sort of thing. And then you come over and then you look at the essays and they talk about what they really want with regard to culture flexibility, community involvement and all that kind of thing. I think I think that the better you treat your employees, the more you care for your employees, the more the community is gonna be able to take note. And because we are all so interconnected, because we are all, you know, a part of a larger community, you know, people see that you take a care of your people, that you care about investing in them, their success, you know, both with, um, you know, the benefits and the culture that you provide, but the flexibility, allowing them to work with, you know, uh, other maybe nonprofits in the agency area in the area, giving them time to do that. Uh, I think that people just are going to see that if you take good care of your employees and if you give them what they need to be successful not just at work but at home um, because it's also so so connected uh it's going to draw more more businesses more people to, you to want to work mm-hmm. with because they know if you're going to take good care of your employees well, of course then they would expect you're going to take good care of them and their business so i think that it's all tied in i think that it's so important that people recognize how important it is and uh, just just taking a minute to Step back and look and say, how could I improve this? How can I make this area that these people are coming to every day, spending spending their time? How can I make this a place that is enriching and uh, empowering, and uh, just a place that people want to work here and uh, want to talk to other people about working here? And and are are saying, you know, not only do I work here, but I would love for you to bring a business here because I trust the people that we work with, giving them the flexibility that they need to be able to live their lives, handle the stress and the workload that comes in this business that you can't avoid the stress, but being able to have a good work-life balance is going to make all the difference.
0: Thank you so much, Nikki, for your insights into what some of the numbers in the PULSA customer service mean for the agency owners, the managers, and the account managers, CSRs. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to our resources podcast. We would like to thank Nikki Keck for her time and providing insight into the survey results from the pulse of customer service. For more information about this, as well as all other National Alliance Research Academy publications, please visit nationalalliancebooks.com. For more podcasts, visit our website at scic.com.